Welcome back. Good to have you. Hour number two of the Bill Michaels Show. Grand Bill's producing. I'm Bill Michaels. Good Friday. Fish Fry Friday. If you want to give us a shout, you can. For everybody on the network, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You can find us. Uh, also get a hold of us on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. And uh, you can also find Grant at Wisco Grant. Track us down on Instagram, The Bill Michaels Show. Uh, there's Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. You can also find us on YouTube. Um, that's YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. You can subscribe for absolutely free there. We appreciate it when you do and like us and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, and, and then you got Twitch TV, Kick TV, both of those apps. You can find us on LinkedIn. Uh, the link goes out to Twitter as well. And you can find us on the Zone Madison app, the Zone Madison, and listen on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts after the fact as well. Let's get back to the uh, the phone uh, phone calls, and let's do that. Let's go to Dave listening to us in Greenville. Dave, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Not bad. I got a question for you. I'm going to go back to the Brewers. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Uh, Woodruff is done for next year, and now the deal with Burns are they going to keep them or trade them? Uh, there's some rumors out there that the Yankees are interested in them, so maybe they pull oh. something out of the Yankees system, but uh, at least that's the rumor that's floating around. But nothing is written in stone, and if you get rid of Corbin Burns, which is more than possibility, then you really need some starting pitching going into the next season that you'll have to pick up this offseason. Yeah, that, then you're going to need two. <laughs> yeah, most likely. I know they're not going to – they're not going to be able to afford Nola or Snell. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be able to afford them. What about Waka from the Padres? Um, I hope this year they actually spend some money. Because when you start to think about this, and there's plenty of possibilities out there, don't get me wrong, but you know exactly what they're going to do. They're either going to get a guy for a contract that's more than a year or two, Uh, but preferably they want to make a deal to where they can get some return and then get controllable contracts. So that's what you're always looking for. And maybe they pick up a free agent guy, but it's going to be always that mid-level to low-level guy, the guy they're trying to catch lightning in a bottle. I I would love to see them make not necessarily a big-time splash, but bringing in a more sustained and and, and more prominent starter if indeed they need one, if indeed they lose Corbin Burns. Yeah, because Walk is getting up there. He's in his 30s, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. yeah. But you know what? Sometimes, I mean, that's okay for pitchers. I mean, as long as they're not in their late 30s. But if pitchers still have good velocity and good movement, I'm I'm good with that. There's Some pitchers can sustain and throw, especially power pitchers, for a long, long time. It's the guys oh, that live yeah. and die off of, you know, a lot of off-speed stuff that you start to, you start to worry about because – if they don't have the the velocity to bring it up there, then their off-speed stuff looks like a fat basketball coming up there. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Appreciate it, man. He drops off. You get on board. Now, this is the thing with the Brewers. You know, the next big roster decision one week um, coming up is, you know, the the tender deadline. Brandon Woodruff, the long-tenured pitcher, probably going to be one of those names that's going to be cut loose. Uh, believe it or not, the winter meetings, uh, they got underway a little more than a couple of weeks after that. Uh, if you believe, if it says, if you've been following the space over the last past six weeks, 
like here, and uh, especially here when you know the Brewers are going to be nearing the crossroads with Woodruff, Corbin Burns, Will, Willie Adamas are all among the starters into their final year of club control. Devin Williams is going to be in the same spot this time next year. It's when teams, especially teams like Milwaukee, have considered flipping talent for new, controllable talent. It's not a new concept. Still, it made headlines Thursday when the Athletics' Ken Rosenthal, uh, who wrote to Milwaukee, has indicated to other teams that they are open to moving everyone on their roster. That raised the specter of a full-blown rebuild, a word that the Brewers don't like to use. But when you look at the roster, it does not look like a roster ready to, to for a total teardown. Got a lot of group of homegrown talent right now, homegrown pitchers, who largely carry the team through the past six years of the regular season. Success is beginning to break apart, but a group of homegrown hitters at the top of the MLB pipeline in the farm system has already started to arrive. We know the outfield is pretty well supplemented right now. The Brewers' philosophy is the same. The way to win a World Series is to win a spot in the postseason first they have not said anything else so far to you know to really ingratiate the fans, you know, from that. Nobody's has said we're in a rebuild. Please bear with us, right? Uh, so as they say, everybody can make their own assessment of this. But what's going to happen for all those roster spots and all those tendered people and arbitration eligible people coming up? We'll have to wait and see. But it's going to be tricky. And and with first you got to find a manager. But in the meantime, you got to have your eye on the prize of other players that you could deal for or be dealt away and how much they can actually bolster this team. So uh, I, every year I say it's going to be a pivotal off season, which I think has become cliche, but I think this one is, is not pivotal. It's interesting. Does that make sense? Cause I, do I think that this is a, a world series winning team right now? No, I don't. I know they keep saying, let's get a bite at the apple, but that's, that's, I, to me, that's garbage. You're either in it to win it or you're not. Let's get a bite at the apple. I, I that that small market mentality. Let's just try to get there, gang. Okay, great. I want to hear somebody say, "I'm here to win a World Series." Period. I'm going to do everything I can to win a World Series. You know, within the within the restraints of our budgetary ability, we're going to do anything and everything we can to supplement the team on the field and win a World Series. And if it's not this year, then let us know. Say so we're going to do our best this year. We're going to have some things that we can do next year. Blah blah blah. Okay, give give us the give us a target. Don't just tell us every year we're going to bite at the apple. Yay! I'm not here to make a fruit pie. I'm here to win a World Series. That's that's what I want, and I want to see one before I'm dead. And I think a lot of Brewers fans have said that, and a lot of Brewers fans have passed on saying that. So that's what we want to see. Am I wrong in my thought process there, Grant? Am I am I expecting too much? Out of this uh, franchise? Um, I don't think you are. Sorry, I was talking on the phone. I just dropped it. That's okay. <laughs> I just dropped the phone on my lap. No, I don't think you are. I think the phrase that you said was everything within our budgetary constraints to win a World right. Series. And I yeah. think they've done an okay job of that. I think they've picked years where guys were available. Like, I always think of 2019 where they spent a lot of money on Moustakis and Grandal. And then other years, there's not that type of player and that type of contract to go get. So they don't spend as much. Mm -hmm. I, right. I'll defend the Brewers more than most, but of course I'd like them to spend a little bit more money, obviously. What fan wouldn't? Uh, yeah. I uh, it, Even back when, because Cincinnati's a small market, 
as well. They don't have a ton of money in that market when it comes to the media market. Now the Reds dominate down there uh, by far. I mean, right now you could probably get more money for the for the Bengals because of Joe Burrow, but the Reds dominated for years and years and years. So there's money to be had down there, and even that that was they never would say in the Castellini era anyway. Hey, we're going for a World Series. It was always you know we're just trying to get to the postseason. It's it's that's all you hear. But a team that's been there, done it, if you got the Dodgers, if you get to the Yankees, if you get to any other major market team, they won a World Series. You know, you don't hear the Cubs anymore going, you know, we just want to get to the postseason again. No. You no, know, it's like we, we want a World Series. We want to keep winning World Series. It's a good feeling. It's a good taste in your mouth. As much as I can't stand the Cubs. But any major market team, Houston's not down there to, to just get to the postseason. They've had seven straight trips to the ALCS. They're not in it just to get to the ALCS or get to the postseason. They're, they're, we're here to win it. We want to win a championship, period, end of story. So I just I, I want to I see that emphatically stated and then say we're going to do everything we can. And when time comes, what I would like to – even if deals don't get done, and I'm tired of hearing about it, but I want to know what you did. I want to know what was put on the table. And not to say, well, we were in it. You're in a lot of stuff, but then when word leaks out after the fact, you're so far overbid by other teams and other franchises that it's you're not in anything. Don't fool yourself. Don't act like you're the little engine that could and you're toting billions of dollars up the hill and you're playing with the big boys. Don't tell me you're in it to win it when you offer somebody fifty million and they're making hundred and twenty. <laughs> you know, I got I'm in it to win it. I'm gonna go up to my local Chevy dealer because I want a brand new high country truck. They're eighty six thousand bucks. I think, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to offer them 30. That's more than I've ever offered for a car in my life. You know I'm not coming home with a truck, right? But that's the Brewers. That's We've offered it more than, oh, we, we, we're growing our payroll. That's great. It's great. Somebody else is driving my truck home. That's, that's, that's the mentality. 877-867-1670. Um, Dwayne says, did I hear correctly that Milwaukee's available to trade anyone? If that's true, if you had a suitor, would you move Yelich, Burns, and Adamas? Who? Hmm. I think Adamas would be the biggest white flag. I was listening to our friend, well, both friends of the show, Kurt Hogan, uh, J.R. Radcliffe, who have a podcast yeah. in the Journal Sentinel, and they said in their pod, you could trade Burns would make sense. Uh, you could trade uh, maybe Devin Williams that would make sense. If you trade Willie Adamas, that's a clear white flag because he's really yeah. important to what they do. Um, see, I want to not only sign them, but I want to add to help them win more. That's what I want. And again, I go back to that that phrase in my head of budgetary constraints, what you can and can't do. Would I, would I trade Yelich? If Yelich gives you exactly what he gave you last year, do you think that any – and you say, for the remainder of his career, okay, for the remainder of Christian Yelich's career, he gives you exactly – what he gave you this season. Exactly. And you looked at it and you said, okay, Christian Yelich is going to give me 20 home runs. He is going to, you know, bat, what, uh, 
God, I think he was batting 280, something like that. Uh, 278, 278. If he hits 278, 19 home runs, uh, drives in 76, takes 78 walks. If that 278 with an 818 OPS for the remainder of his career stands up, is he a bargain? Do you think, Grant? Who's that is specifically to be a bargain? Yelich? Um, if, if, yeah, if Yelich gives you for the remainder of his career 278 batting average, 19 home runs, 76 RBIs, probably leading off more often than not, he gives you stolen bases, he gives you an 818 OPS, a war of 3.6. For the remainder of his career, would that be a good number? for the amount of money you're paying him since he signed a less contract than what somebody putting up his numbers would have been able to sign on the open market. I think it would I think it would be fine. I think it would be good. It wouldn't be what you hoped for after 2018 or 2019, but it's also not as bad as maybe what we saw right. in the last couple of years. It, it would be a good happy medium and I would take it. I wouldn't say it would be a bargain. I would it wouldn't be like it would basically be almost a break even contract. If you go over yeah. the next five years, you would get enough out of him to justify the contract, and he would have then le- at least lived up to the numbers. Well, and so if, that if, would not be bad. If you're doing the math of it, you got a bargain in 2018 and 2019, and then you overpaid yeah. for him in 2020 and in 2021. And now, if yeah. he's come back to center and he's like this the rest of his career, it's probably just fine. So it all balances out in the end. And then. Would I trade him? Depends on what I get back, but yeah, probably would. Only for the fact that defensively speaking, he got better this year. But we've already seen the back and the issues and the decline. So, yeah, if I could, if I could move him, I would. I would. Uh, let's do this. We'll, when we come back, we'll talk to Charles, talk to Lenny, and everybody else that's on hold. Stick around. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. A little Brewers chatter before we get to the bottom of the hour. We got guests coming up and such, and we got a whole, whole lot more to get to. Don't forget our friends over there. They got fish fry today. Sunset Grill, Pewaukee Lake, right on Prospect Avenue. Stop on in. They even have a good wine selection, too. So if you're a wine enthusiast, you can go in there and get a nice bottle of wine or a couple of glasses of wine uh, as well. I'm not a huge wine guy. I do collect it, but. Hey, they've got a hell of a wine uh, selection over there. And the whole wall, the whole wall when you walk in the door on the right-hand side is a whole wine collection. But Sunset Grill, Fish Fry Friday out there in Pewaukee. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality 
craftsmanship of Palo Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. It's that time of year, and I told you the other day, I pretty much got the uh, the tiki bar closed up. Um, there's a few more things to get out of there and move the chairs around and put some stuff in the drawers and such, but that means the outdoor portion of this season is over, which means we start to move indoors. And if you're looking for something indoors, whether it's a home bar, uh, bar stools, they have pool tables, a huge selection of unbelievable pool tables from the small bar tables all the way up to the regulation tables. Uh, there's bumper uh, bumper pool that they have. I just saw an advertisement for that. There's shuffleboard. I love shuffleboard. i got to get me an indoor shuffleboard. But I, when I do it, I want a regulation one, one of those big, long-ass ones to put in the great room. That would be fantastic because I love that thing. But shuffleboards, table games, darts, startboards, and accessories – uh, you name it. Uh, they've got it. And they have great service. So all you got to do is, and people come from all over because their quality is so good. Call them 262-746-5931 for all the in-store specials. 262-746-5931. That is Master Z's on Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. Uh, let's do this. Let's get uh, to the phone calls. Uh, let's go to Lenny. Lenny, welcome to the program, man. How you doing today? I'm doing great. So- What's up? Are you there? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm doing great. My, my, the other day, you guys were you, on your radio broadcast, you talking about the possibility of brewing, booing Craig Console and stuff. And I've been a Wisconsin fan forever, and I always feel like booing is very bad sportsmanship. But I know you always say sometimes, sometimes what's not said speaks a, speaks a million words, a thousand mm-hmm. words. How about the fact that we orchestrate it and so that instead of booing, everybody just goes silent? Yeah. Nobody says That's anything. That's powerful. That's powerful. I agree. No I doubt. That was, I, that, that, that's that another was, very – yeah, I agree with you. I know when Brett Favre came back, I felt that. I felt like when he went to Minnesota and came back, as if everybody would just be silent, he would have been all chook up, and he would have had a good game. Uh, I but would think that uh, silence is uh, sometimes deafening. I agree with you. And the fa- they did boo. I remember that when he came out of the tunnel. I was actually on the field. I was part of that broadcast at that point, and I was doing some stuff uh, also for ESPN. And I was down on the field. I had the headset down. I had a, a what they call that big elephant ear uh, microphone. And we tried to pick up whatever gnat sound there was. And they said, here he comes. And you could hear it. It was loud. It was loud. Appreciate the phone call. Um, look, I, you can do what you want. Um, would I boo Craig Council? No. Would I, I, like I said, I probably would cheer him in the beginning just to say, hey, thanks for all you did. And then every time he came out to make a move, um, 
pitching move or what have you, I I may boo then because I boo any manager that's running the Cubs. So I agree with you. I it's it's all in how and, and this was brought up to me last night. It's all in how Brewers fans feel betrayed. I can rationalize things to you, and you and I can talk about a reality. And what I find myself saying is something that a lot of people agree with. And they go, yeah, but. And the but is always, he could have went anywhere. And instead he went to the Cubs, knowing how bad we hate the Cubs and growing up in this area, also not liking the Cubs. How could you do that? So I can't argue with that. That's your that's your emotion, man. That's your gut. That's I'm not here to tell you how you should feel. I tell you my opinion, but I tell you I'm not here to tell you how you should feel. So I I, I get it for people that are that feel betrayed, you know. Now, did he say to anybody in the inner circle, "Hey, I want to go to Chicago. I want to come back and kick the hell out of the Brewers"? Maybe he did. I don't know. I don't. I have not heard of any real contestable ill will. All I heard was he just felt he's gone as far as he could go. That That's all I've heard. Nothing that says, man, I can't stand Mark. I can't stand Matt. I can't stand this guy or that guy. I can't, you know, none of that. Just felt like, you know, look, you know, they, they got rid of Hater. We were in it to win it. And, you know, I've gone as far as I could go. And that was it. Time for a change. So we'll see. We'll see what happens the day he returns. I, I think it's going to be a smattering of booze and cheers and the mishmash of stuff in between. I think that's it. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, 877-867-1670. Got emails to get to, and I do want to do that real quick. Uh, this one, by the way, go, going back to the Packers, Tom says, do you know if the Packers are taking off today for Pittsburgh? We are in town for the game. Uh, they usually leave on Saturday. Today, no. They have practice at uh, um, the Hudson Center or outside. And then they have study and stuff tonight. They get up tomorrow morning. They do their walkthrough, and then they fly out tomorrow afternoon, they, which is their normal every week, especially noon game day routine. Uh, they usually never fly out two days before. It's usually the day day before. Uh, Steve says, first of all, I'd like to wish all of our veterans a great Veterans Day. And yes, I agree with that 110% for all of those who have done so much for us so that you and I, every night, we can lay our head on our pillow and not a damn thing's touching us because of those great people. We say thank you, without a doubt. Uh, he also says, I have nothing but respect and the admiration for you all, the listeners, please support the vets this weekend, purchasing the poppies and such. He's actually going to be at the Sendix in Grafton, as a matter of fact. He said, next, did you see the uh, craptac ta craptacular game last night? Um, I, I watched parts of it. It was, can I say it was boring excitement? I mean, right down to the end. It was boring. It was two bad teams squaring off in their own version of craptastic Super Bowl. And they fought to the end, and a missed field goal is the way it ends. They could, you know, Carolina couldn't tie it up, and those Bears get a win. 
and you know bear down chicago bears and all that crap you know uh so it was it was a bad game it was an ugly game uh for the packers fans that bashed the trade up to take jordan love just be thankful that they didn't give up uh, the farm like carolina did to get bryce young i know it's only his rookie season but holy moly was he bad last night he's lucky that he didn't get picked several times the bears are sitting pretty with what looks like the top two picks for the upcoming draft in Carolina, destined for a long five to seven years of horrible football, the GM, Scott Fittner, uh, has to be on the hot seat for that move last year. I do think that the Packers can win Sunday. All streaks come to an end eventually, and if they can play good and up-tempo and run the ball, I think they're going to have a shot. The obvious key is to contain T.J. Watt. They also need to win the turnover battle, and they have a chance. Actually, I think the Packers win 26-20. Jordan Love throws two TD passes. Lastly, Congratulations to Wilson Contreras on his Silver Slugger Award. Well-deserved. And Steve says, have a great weekend. Going to be a great weekend. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You can also chime in. So always love having you. If you want to uh, you know, give, you, give us your voice, we certainly appreciate that. Uh, coming up a little bit later on, about an hour from now, Will Graves, he covers the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we'll be chatting with him to get the Pittsburgh side of things. We can talk both Pittsburgh Brewers. Well, we can talk some Badgers. Bad, both Badgers have number nine Tennessee coming to the Cole Center tonight. Cole Center should be rocking. Are you talking about an early test? I'm loving it. Loving the fact that Tennessee's coming to town. Big orange. Good stuff there. So the Badgers taking on Tennessee at the Cole Center tonight. Northwestern out of Camp Randall, 230 tomorrow. You got uh, the big game tomorrow night. We'll find out sometime today whether or not uh, the head coach of Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, gets tugged off the plane and says, hey, you are officially suspended for that big game coming up tomorrow night between Michigan and Penn State. That should be a really good one. Then you've got uh, all day uh, on Sunday uh, more NFL football, including the Packers and the Steelers at noon. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Got a lot more to get to. Always fun on a a Friday. And don't forget the last hour of the program today. All Mike all the time. We'll be back right after. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Got an email yesterday after we got off the air, and it says, uh, Unit, took your advice, went down to Franklin, Wisconsin. To see the Lux Golf Bays. Didn't have my club with me, but that was okay because they had a couple of drivers that I could hit. Had a great time. Plan on, plan on taking my company down there for an outing. You're right. Big Bays and the food upstairs was really good. Appreciate the heads up. Matter of fact, they're building something similar out in Madison, uh, just above Sun Prairie. Uh, Very similar. But Lux Golf Bays in Franklin, Wisconsin, very cool too. So if you're in... Anywhere in this uh, portion of the state of Wisconsin, and you're uh, you're a golfer, or maybe you want to do something as like a team building thing, like Kristen's group, uh, her her bank just did this, where they all got together, and it was all uh, it was all the women, and some of them didn't even play golf, but they all went and had a great time, just hit balls, and they had food delivered, and they had some clients, and there's some beverages, and uh, there's music and such that they can pump outside if they want to, but they had a great time, had a lot of fun, and they said that uh, it wasn't bad weather wise because they heat those bay areas. So, yeah, Lux Golf Bays, Franklin, Wisconsin, still uh, tw- you know, all year round operational. Good stuff. Good stuff. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. 
If you want to give us a shout, please feel great, uh, free and go ahead and do so. 877-867-1670. Again, 877-867-1670. So um, you've got uh, – I, I got a, uh, um, an email here from Chris, and he says – uh, I watched Jordan Love, and some throws look good, and they're dropped. Other throws look poor, and are the receivers running the wrong routes, or is Jordan Love throwing the ball into the ground? I see him throw high at times, but have the receivers slowed up? Is it their fault? How do we really know what to judge? That's it, which is a great question, and it's a very, very fair question. It's a very, very fair question. How to judge what we see. I think what you have to do um, – I think what you have to do first and foremost is you you take an honest look at are the receivers in stride? Are they being adjusted for the football or are they adjusting for the ball? But sometimes you just have to say if you know if you think it's the sun, it's the sun if you look at it. You know, it, it is what it is. You, you, I, I don't know how else, unless you know what the exact play is, okay? And, like, okay, for example, I, I've seen Musgrave overrun a zone, and Jordan Love threw it back to the middle of the zone. And it looked like a pass that was low and away, but in reality it was where the pass should have been and where the receiver should have stopped. Okay, I can, I can see that. But there are times, like, just quick outs, that are underthrown and overthrown, and that you can tell the placement of the ball. I mean, you don't need to be a a football deep enthusiast to call, you know, to see it. Uh, look, you're you're all very smart fans. I don't need to tell you much. I really don't. I think Packers fans. I'll, I'll be honest. You know where I grew up. I grew up in in southwestern Ohio. And for Bengals fans, yeah, screamers and yellers, but more so baseball fans than anything. Very knowledgeable baseball fans. But the fan base for football was more geared towards Ohio State than it was towards Cincinnati, okay? The Bengals were kind of an afterthought. I mean, they had a couple of good years where they went to the Super Bowl and they faced San Francisco, but for the most part, you know, and fans were kind of wishy-washy. They weren't selling that place out. They weren't filling it up on the regular, okay? Um, so... We, we kind of know, you know, when you look at it, Packers fans are pretty smart. You can go, okay, that's a bad pass because you can see it. If it's a duck and it looks like a duck and walks like a duck and smells like a duck, you know, it's a duck. You don't have to overthink it and go, well, that duck's carrying an egg or, well, that, that grass had some smell on it that kept that duck away from that area, which is the reason the duck went to the other area. No, you just, you just kind of know what it is. I don't know how else to put it. Grant, do you kind of get what I'm saying? I mean, if you look at it, you think that it's a bad pass. Usually it's a bad pass, right? Yes. I, I think we can, as Packers fans, say, eh, wide receivers aren't great and the offense hasn't been great, but Jordan Love hasn't done anything to blow us away. Like It's not that hard. This yeah. is not some cryptic puzzle that you need to comb over film. Just watch with your eyes, and, and we should be able to tell, especially by the end of the year, we got eight or nine games left. Like We'll be able to know, even with wide receivers that aren't great. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Tim listening to us in Sparta. Tim, how you doing? Oh, it's a beautiful day, Bill. There you um, go. I, I got to – these people that 
still think that Jordan Love is going to be the next coming. I don't know what they're looking at. In the last game, there were six balls that were thrown at the knees or lower, which meant there were no yards after the catch, which in this and the other West Coast offense is mandatory. There has to be yards after the catch. How many other balls were thrown in the dirt? The one, the Musgrave, if you go back and actually look at that, he had to make a circus catch. It's a good thing he's not any shorter than he is because he Mm -hmm. had to go up, twist around, and grab that ball. Now, what is that, what is that telling you? Uh, When you have um, him throwing a pass out into the flat to, uh, to Jones, Um, Mm -hmm. how many times in practice has he done that? Probably several hundred, maybe several thousand, because it's a standard route. And how many times does he lead him properly? Jones knows where he's running. He's run that same route for forever, and he's one of the best in the league at doing it. He's not out of position. We just have a quarterback who is inaccurate. Uh, I would, at this point in time, I would say you're calling a duck a duck, and I would agree with you. I, I, mean, I, I, I would 100% agree. I mean, I got eyeballs, and I, and I see this week after week after week. You can fix lots of things, but if there's one thing that is the hardest thing to fix, it's inaccuracy. Look at Brent Huntley. He had a right. cannon of an arm. He could throw the ball everywhere except, I don't know, in the middle in the flat. <laughs> he, he couldn't throw an out pattern. He could not throw no. an out pattern to save his life. A quick out or a, a, a five-yard out, oh, my God, he was sailing it into the stands. I don't know what the bugaboo was there, but he couldn't do it to save his life. I agree with you. No, and so so you have to, you know, I want him to succeed. I lived through the, the years that the Packers sucked when it was the battle of the base to see who was going to end up right. with one victory or maybe zero victory that year. Yeah. So. Oh, yes, I remember all that bad quarterbacking. I can recognize good quarterbacking and quarterbacking that has a chance to get better. Right. I've never seen somebody who is inaccurate as he is actually make it. And all we need is an average quarterback. And I don't think he's that. So um, thanks, Bill, for all that you do for the community, your Fisher House work. I, I can't tell you enough how much that means to me. Um, I was four out of the, the military, which was going to be my career until at an accident. And uh, all my, my father, all of his brothers, they were all in the military. So thank you for all that you do for them. No, you I have appreciate a great it. It's my pleasure. And thank you guys for what you did. Hell yeah. Appreciate it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I see it, it's, it's kind of obvious. You just, you can kind of see what you see now. Okay. So if you're, if you think you're right, a hundred percent of the time, but in essence, you're right. When it comes to this, maybe 85% of the time, then the majority, you're still right. You know what I mean? If every now and then you look at it and go, boy, that was a terrible pass. And you say, no, actually the receiver cut off the route. He was supposed to keep going. He didn't overthrow the the receiver or, or lead the receiver too much. The receiver just stopped the route or whatever. You can kind of see that, but okay. But for the most part, you kind of know what it is. You, you know, I love Packers fans. They're not stupid. You can't pull the wool over their eyes. 877 867 1670. 877 867 1670. This is uh, 
Will says, uh, Goody left Will Levis on the board for a project. Good general manager, get more quarterbacks uh, than this until they have their guy. I don't necessarily think you have to go out and grab a bunch, but you, whoever, well, that's a tough, because what you're saying is you don't believe that Goody's the guy to pick the next quarterback. Think about that. If he's not the guy to pick the next quarterback, then what? 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, this is really quick. This is from Jesse. Jesse says, I have still a little belief in Jordan Love that maybe he can turn it around. The next few games are really going to tell us something. If they don't win the next three and get blown out in Detroit, he says, I don't have to say Love is definitely not the guy. That's from Jesse. Jesse, appreciate the email. Uh, Vincent says, uh, hey, Bill, love the program today. Great discussion making me think. Says that I don't believe Goody is the guy. As much as I wanted Goody to succeed being a Wisconsinite, he just doesn't seem to have the knack for finding that higher-end talent. We need it. We are a very mediocre team, and it shows in our record and our play on the field. You've only got a couple of guys that could actually make a Pro Bowl, and the rest of them are subpar guys. So good stuff. Uh, appreciate it. And that is from Vincent. Vincent, uh, thanks for the uh, thanks for the email. Uh, let's do this. Going to go ahead and take a quick break, and uh, we're going to come back. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up, and it's coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 11 Is the Bill Michaels show? How we looking? We're going to speak with uh, a Pittsburgh Steelers beat reporter. Will Graves going to join us at 1230, so that's coming up. Bill, I had to step out for just a couple minutes to take care of something. So I told him I'd take care of the show until 12 o'clock. And this poor sap happened to walk into studio. Uh, big mistake. Zach Heilprin is here, WOZN, MadCitySportsZone.com, and co-host of Temple and Heilprin, which was outstanding last night, by the way, Zach. I really enjoyed the start of it. I really enjoyed the letting everybody, you know, hear how much uh, you had talked about Craig Council all this week. Well, it needed to be talked about. You were, I, so, you were so angry that I even mentioned that it had been talked about. Well, because you made it sound like I'm a child for being upset about Craig Council. Leaving. Well, I mean, you, you did have childlike tendencies I'm this week. I'm a fan, okay? You did have some childlike tendencies. Fan. But fan. I completely understand where you're coming from. I, I, I do. I, I've 
fully understanding where you're coming from. We kind of were trying to turn it on its head a little bit just to give yeah. it a little bit of a badger perspective from it. And there's there's really no great comparison between what happened with Craig Council and what has happened with the Badgers coach before. But there, I mean, some hypotheticals probably you can make up to equal it. I'm not unreasonable about the Brewers-Cubs rivalry. This is not a rivalry that gets me real irrational and upset. I don't really care. Like, I do care about the Cubs, and when they play each other, it's it's high stakes and because there's a lot of Cubs fans at, at American Family Field. So, sure, but it, it's not like, oh, the Cubs, I hate the Cubs. Do you ever hear me talk about how much I hate the Cubs? No, it's... No, my the entire year was just about how much you love Council. I, it's been my entire career on the radio. I started in 2018, and, like, one of my first things was Council. council right, council, but council, council. since moving down... Here, yes, yes. Uh, and me seeing you on a regular basis, yes, I tend to hear it a lot more. So Badgers, well, I have you because you're you're such an expert. You're on the Badgers basketball beat and on the Badgers Co- football beat. Co beat. Thank are, you. Are we co beat members? We are. Uh, I I drop in here and there. Uh, I'm not at every game like you are. A true radio guy. Well, ex- exactly. Let's do. Um, let's talk about football. They host Northwestern tomorrow. Mm. Bill asked earlier. He said, "Could the Badgers actually?" beat this team handedly? Could they actually have a confident, comfortable win? And I said, there's a world in which it could happen. I wouldn't bet money on it, but it could. Yeah. Northwestern has done a very good job of muddying up games and keeping them close. I mean, they gave Penn State a run for their money. They certainly gave Iowa, obviously, last week. I mean, it was 10-7, to 7, and they probably had opportun- they, I mean, they had opportunities to win that game. Mm-hmm. I, I Based on what Wisconsin's offense has looked like the last few weeks, and really since Ches Malusi has gone out, and Braylon Allen feels like unlikely he'll be there tomorrow. So they have not performed at a very high level to think that they're going to go in there and uh, you know run over or run through Northwestern feels unlikely. The thing that absolutely obviously has to happen is the defense, which has played well for the most part. I talked about this with Jesse. It's this the metrics like this team a lot better, or might like this defense a lot better than our eyes do. Mm. But if you look back at it, three of their last five opponents, Big Ten opponents, they've held them under 275 yards. They've done plenty enough to win games, but they put themselves in holes, right? Mm-hmm. They gave up the big play to Iowa. They gave up, you know, they were down 10 nothing to Ohio State. They were down 10 nothing and then 17-7 to Indiana. Those That defense has to come out and play well early on they can't wait for the second half they got marched right off the bat against indiana like they were down seven to nothing and it like before the game even felt like it was started and then it felt like at the end of the half where you 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 know get the touchdown mm-hmm. and it felt very much like illinois like you're all right you're gonna go into the second half only down one score and they went right back down the field before the before half and, and scored to make it 17 to seven that that type of stuff can't happen tomorrow if, if bill's hoping for a comfortable victory well and i think comfortable i think the score he suggested was like 28 14 could we get could we get it well 28 I mean, uh, would be I'd take 28 points I mean when's the last time they saw 28 points it's been a while you tell me you would know but you would know uh better. Purdue oh yeah I suppose they had 24 against Rutgers and I mean it was right around there for Illinois and Ohio State they had 10 and I mean they're averaging 23 points a game it's the fewest points in mo- close to 20 years is Braden Locke more of the quarterback we saw at the end against Illinois and at times against Ohio State, or is he more the quarterback that we saw against Indiana? It's such, it's such a good guy. question. Thank you. That I've been thinking about this week because there was a lot of people very excited about what they saw against late against Illinois and against Ohio State. Maybe he's the future of the position. And then he comes out and has a really tough day against Indiana, and he mentioned it as much. He had 10 to 11 plays that he wanted back. That's, oh, that's, a, that's third and fourth down, too. Yeah, a lot of plays. And, and obviously the, the pass on fourth and two that he flew, you know, flung over the head of Will Pauling stands out, but tomorrow's going to be so fascinating. Can he 
grab things back from what he did against Illinois and against Ohio State and trying to put last week aside because this may be his last opportunity to start a game. We think Tanner Mordecai is getting closer. I think Nebraska might be a possibility. Minnesota, probably he'll be available. So this might be his last shot this year to show what he's got. And I have no idea which way it's going to go. And I know it's such bad radio. Like, oh, I'm going to no. – I think he's going to tear it up tomorrow. I have no idea. Northwestern's pass defense, much better than people probably give it credit for. They're 12th in the country against the pass. It's not an easy thing. He does not have explosive targets on the outside. Jim Ray DK will see if he's able to play. Even if he is, he's not going to be 100%. He's got Will Pauling, and that's essentially it that is, is going to make huge, huge plays. Now, I say that Bryson Green had that nice catch and run last year, last week, but that's not his game either. So yeah, uh, uh, the lack of downfield passing game has just been one of the bigger surprises this year. Top 10 opponent at the Cole Center tonight in Tennessee. Big game. This should be a great game. Uh, if you're not going to the game, maybe you're going to the bar. That will be me tonight. Well, you might want to check out whether that bar has the correct station. Wait, what are they on? They're on Peacock tonight. <sighs> I have Peacock. And I look, I'm not above. I've spent many years when I was in lacrosse because my favorite bar, not really a TV sports bar. They had a couple TVs. Dells? Not idea. Yeah, but... You know, prop the phone against yeah. the drink. I, I'm not afraid to do that, and I have Peacock, so I will do that tonight. What are you looking forward to most about this game before well, we wrap up and turn things back to Bill? Here? Look, the, Wisconsin had so many opportunities last year, and they started out so well last year. Can they can they start out well this year, and can they maintain it? But this is a huge challenge. Tennessee's defense is going to give them so much more challenge than what Arkansas State did the other night when they scored 105 points. But can they keep some of the offense that they – got going early in the season and the depth they're a much deeper team this year than they were last year AJ store and and, Bra- and we'll see where's Connor Asijan after getting knocked out of the last game can he go but it's a huge challenge for Wisconsin and uh but I'm so excited to see what the Cole Center is going to look like eight o'clock Friday night beer being sold in the stadium or in the arena for the first time I feel like this has a chance to be a pretty sweet environment for them I'm excited for you to be there to hear your account of what's going on at this game. Uh, I have handed over the reins of the Badger Beat for our for our uh, station to you tonight. So appreciate that. Thanks for the keys. Yeah, thank you for uh, for coming in here. Bill Michaels will be back again. We're going to talk to Will Graves, who covers Pittsburgh sports for the AP. A little eye on the enemy, classic. He'll be here at 12:30. Bill will be back in just a couple minutes. Just had to step out for a few. Zach Heilprin, thank you. No problem, Grant. Hour three, Bill Michaels show next.